Everyone in this room is now dumber for having listened to it. I award you no points, and may God have mercy on your soul. Good morning, Vietnam! Welcome to the jungle, baby. Welcome to the jungle. Welcome to Two Dudes Movie Reviews. Mara, the meatloaf! You see what happens, Larry? How to get burned! How to get burned! How to get burned! They've done studies, you know. 60% of the time, it works. Every time. I am loving this. You are tearing me apart, Lisa! Come with me if you want to live. Gentlemen, you have my curiosity, but now you have my attention. Now, here's your hosts, Sky and Colin. Here's Johnny! El Satan moviegoers, you're listening to Two Dudes Movie Reviews with Sky and Colin. And Beelzebub is with us in the studio on the futon. I promise that is going to come around later on. <laughs> the devil himself is in the flesh and blood. It's related to the movie. <laughs> Hail Satan, everybody. Some people might not be okay with that. <laughs> Hail Satan, swampies. We know all the swampies out there be loving the devil. We're all burning in hell out here. <laughs> I was in Florida. Yeah, I'm burning in hell in this room. It is. It, it is gets toasty really hot in here. Yeah. Well, because we turn off the air conditioner, so we don't have the white noise in the background. Yeah. And then we do this for you, you mother. And then we close the doors, <laughs> and then we hotbox this bitch by talking to each other for hours. It's just full of our hot air. Yeah, it's just us, <laughs> us being blowhards and just <laughs> gassing it up with our fucking faces. Yeah. No, the hail Satan stuff is on brand for this episode. Yeah. Because today is the day we review Ready or Not. Ready or Not, a.k.a. Hide and Seek. <laughs> a.k.a. Margot Robbie. Does it again. Does it again. <laughs> Back in action. <laughs> Locked and loaded. Margot Robbie playing games of murder. <laughs> I am the hunted. <laughs> I love doing that. I loved I loved editing us doing that. We are the hunters. <laughs> oh my god. We have to do the Terminator movie when it comes out now. Yeah, I'm, I'll be okay with so that. So we can just do that for an hour and It's a funny because like you were like, we need to do Hobbs and Shaw. And I was like, no, no. <laughs> and then Term- we did it. Terminator's probably going to be worse than that movie, honestly. like Probably. It doesn't look good, but I'm like, okay, Because it do doesn't that. look like it's trying to be fun. <laughs> yeah. At least Hobbs and Shaw was like, this is going to be fun and stupid. <laughs> Terminator's, Terminator's like, this is going to be the coolest thing ever. <laughs> and then we will probably find out that it is not. Yeah, it probably won't be. It's probably gonna be one of those movies that takes itself super serious and Oh yeah. That's gonna just look at the trailer. <laughs> I am a hunter. <laughs> so literal. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> Someone's literally hunting somebody in the trailer. We get it. Is that a real song or is that made for trailers? Because it doesn't sound like it would be a song that's ever on a radio. That's on my iTunes uh, playlist right oh, now. Of course. I burnt that onto like five DVDs. <laughs> CDRs. Weird. <laughs> you put it on a DVD. Yeah, well. It won't play in my car, so I have to put it into the <laughs> DVD player and listen to it at home. My and car watch the big has a DVD screen. player in it, sir. That's right. <laughs> you are the safest driver on the road. Every t- I said this to a kid on my hockey team. Every time I see a car wreck... I get so angry because, one, I'm sitting in traffic, but two, I'm like, how the fuck did you get into a car accident? If anyone should be in a car accident, it's me. I watch TV. <laughs> yeah, while I'm driving. 
Yeah. So if there's any police officers or state troopers listening to the podcast, pull over Colin. Anytime you see him, I can almost guarantee you he's watching Super Bad in his car. <laughs> I was gonna say I haven't used that in a really long time, probably since when like you were in the car. But yeah, yeah like awesome feature. <laughs> yeah, it's not supposed for, to for, be there for a road trip. Oh no, I yeah. I pulled that stereo out. And I you just rigged that shit. Yeah, up. you did some electrician work, and you you basically took a device that was designed to not allow you to drive while watching a movie, and you were like, "Well, fuck that." <laughs> <laughs> you like moved some wires around. You MacGyvered the shit. Yeah, turned it into a portable DVD player. Mm-hmm. You're like. Look what my car can do now. <laughs> Herbie fully loaded. <laughs> oh, dude. With DVDs. Nice. Well, man, we have recently talked about the fact that we bring up Marvel too much. And we talked about a couple episodes before that. Hey, now we don't have to talk about Marvel anymore because we already talked about the phase four coming stuff and blah, blah, blah. And it's just like, well, there's not another movie for another year. But guess what happened? Everything. Every fucking thing. The world ended. Marvel news that shocked the world more than the the snap in Infinity War. <sighs> yeah. And more devastating. Uh, yeah. The snap, the snap might have killed trillions of people, but us losing one person somehow feels worse. I've seen a bunch of memes like relating the snap to this and it breaks my heart every single time. I I posted a ton of memes on our Instagram story when this news broke, but we're a little behind because we record these episodes in advance. So by the time this comes out, this is going to be old news and hopefully by then it'll be solved. But Spider-Man is out of the MCU. He is. R.I.P. What a fucking bummer. Yeah. It's a huge bummer. So Disney makes Sony a billion dollars. Here's some other fun facts. We have always been on the cusp of Spider-Man news. Our second episode was... Spider-Verse. Spider-Verse. And in that episode, when we recorded it, we were like, well, we would like to do Far From Home trailer as the trailer park because it would be on brand, but it wasn't out yet. And then the day after we released the Spider-Verse episode, they re- they dropped the trailer. Mm-hmm. And then there was another weird Marvel connection that we did when we released another episode where we talked about something related to Spider-Man and then more Spider-Man news happened like the same day as we dropped the episode. It keeps happening where we're hot on the heels of Marvel or it might have just been generic Marvel news. I think it's just Marvel. But yeah, no, I, I, I feel that. But that has happened a new number of times. The three days before the news came out, we had been posting Spider-Man news because Spider-Man Far From Home had been breaking records. So we post three days in a row, or maybe two days in a row, whatever, three posts in a row about Spider-Man news, and then the very next day, the news drops that he's out of the MCU. I kind of feel responsible. The The day that that happened was the day that I was at Universal. Oh my God. And, and I read it, and I had to ignore the rest of the day. I was like can't even think about this right now it broke my heart yeah so i mean i think we are angry at different people oh are you yeah. team sony i'm not team sony but i blame disney more than sony see this is interesting because i'm on the fence on who i support it's weird because disney is kind of being a douche and they're like let's change the deal now and let's get a lot more of it i feel like they're asking for a lot 50-50 is insane. But I've also seen reports now that 50-50 was never what they actually proposed. They proposed 30%, which is still an insane jump from zero. zero. Yeah. So on the other hand, it's like, Sony, you have done nothing good with this character since like Spider-Man 2000. Two. Yeah, 2001, 2002, somewhere around <laughs> since there. Since 
2018 when you, you made Spider-Verse. Yeah. <laughs> like, you don't do shit with the character, right? Basically mm-hmm. until Spider-Verse recently, yeah. And one of the, part of that news that we posted about, Spider-Man Far From Home is the first and only Sony movie to ever gross over a billion dollars. Well, no, Skyfall did. Wait, it, that it, was Sony? Yeah, it broke Skyfall's record. But it's the only... Oh, so it so it's the highest grossing. It's the highest grossing Sony film now, and it's the oh okay. And so it, and what it's the I might only be mixing Spider-Man up film to that, gross a billion dollars. That might be what I'm mixing, yeah. but still highest grossing Sony film for Spider-Man to break a billion. Sony couldn't do that with Spider-Man, but now they think that they are the magic piece to that puzzle this whole time. What what's the X factor here that actually got that movie the money? Oh. It's it's its connection in the MCU. Mm-hmm. And it's the fact that people love Tom Holland. Mm-hmm. And who brought Tom Holland in? The fucking MCU. Yep. I'm not. I'm not disagreeing <laughs> with any of that. The gall. Like I understand. And it's also difficult because they're both greedy, mon- money hungry companies. So I, I think it's more egregious though for Disney. It is definitely. And you already own everything. You have a monopoly on basically the movie industry. Yeah. So I respect Sony for standing their ground and being like, no. This is ours. You already own everything. Back the fuck up. But also, fuck you, Sony. Just let him be in the fucking Marvel movies. Yeah. I think they're going to come to terms on something. I saw a report today that was saying that they're negotiating, but then someone high up in the movie industry said, like, this is completely false. Granted, it doesn't make sense for anybody involved to tip their hand and say one thing, like, positive, really, because you lose all your leverage, but... There's been some quotes that are not, you know, looking good. Yeah, I know. The, the quotes from uh, Kevin Feige, Feige, Feige? <laughs> where he basically just said, like, yeah, I mean, like, this is what we wanted to do. I never thought we'd be able to do this with Spider-Man. Like, this is a dream come true. But we, like, told the story that we wanted to tell. I like, think they're being diplomatic. Probably. But, they're, like, they're playing their cards right because they cannot say too much because you can't rally against it because Tom Holland is not going to only ever be Spider-Man. So he has to be diplomatic more than anybody because if he ever wants to be in another Disney movie, he has to play nice with Disney. Mm-hmm. But if he ever wants to be in another Sony movie, he has to play nice with Sony because they're pretty much the only two fucking dogs in town anymore. Yeah, it's they're the, they're the upper echelon. Because isn't Columbia Pictures part of Sony too? Mm, uh, I'm pretty might, sure. Might be. I'm pretty might sure. Be. So yeah, it, they're pretty much your only two options. So if you want to be an actor, you can't ruffle anybody's feathers. It's funny, like there's a few people that have like spoken up. Oh. One of them being Jeremy Renner. Yeah, and yeah, like I saw that. and like that's I'm like, oh, nice man, nice, good <laughs> way to go, Hawkeye. Um, and then also, did you see what Stan Lee's daughter said? Yeah, I don't, I don't care what she says. Okay, because where was she in all of this stuff when with the elder abuse, like when you know his like assistant or caretaker, whoever was abusing him. Like, where was she in all this? Why wasn't she more involved? How come she's never a part of the picture? But then the only time she ever like comes out and speaks up about something is to oppose the fans. And it's just like, how much were you really there? Is it to, to oppose the fans though, or just to oppose Disney? I guess to oppose Disney. Yeah. Cause I didn't feel slighted by what she said at all, but what she said didn't make a lot of sense. Because it's, it seemed it seemed more personal than anything because she was kind of like nobody like came to me after he passed like nobody said anything yeah but maybe she wasn't around anyways so maybe she wasn't in the thought because again it goes back to how much did you ever hear about Stanley's daughter when he was alive yeah she wasn't really around she wasn't really like 
getting involved in his life, it seems. Or maybe she will. I don't want to just throw that out there if it's not true. I'm just saying from the public eye, she wasn't around like a part of his story in the public eye. Yeah. There's a good chance that those higher ups never met her. I know a lot of people who had no idea that he had a fucking daughter until (laughs) this news came out. So it stands to reason that maybe because she wasn't involved in his life as much, maybe that's why she didn't get a fucking, you know, acknowledgement. Mm hmm. For me, I'm more annoyed at Disney just because it why, does sound why, like they kind of fucked it up by why, pushing. Why too are hard. you altering the deal? Like that's like Darth yeah. Vader. Like, pray I don't alter it further. <laughs> but it's well, like, the thing was too that they had it set up already so they could continue making the movies. Now that it made a billion dollars, you want more money? Like, wouldn't you rather? Well, they're not probably make looking mon- at it like we made you a billion dollars. Give us a piece. I was just gonna say like, okay, but you just made the highest grossing movie of all time because you're allowed to use that character. Like, wouldn't right, you, wouldn't you be that. okay? And it's, they've only made two Spider-Man movies. It's not like he, like all the movies that he's been in, they haven't made. And money off of Disney them. gets the money for the merchandising. Yeah. So it's and you like, know, people are buying that shit up. Yeah. So I'm, I'm kind of like, okay, yeah, you aren't making money on two movies. That kind of sucks, but you're making $3 billion on a movie. You're making more money on one movie than the other two movies combined. And you still have Star Wars. So in the same year, they're going to release the finale to the Star Wars, like the Skywalker saga. Yeah. Which you know that's going to make bank. And they released Endgame. So what? You didn't get a cut of a billion dollars. You didn't get $500 million, but you've had... Two movies make, uh, well, we don't know what Star Wars is going to do, but I guarantee you it's going to beat Spider-Man. Mm-hmm. could almost guarantee you. Yeah, no. It's it, all it, greed. It, yeah, it it's is all, all greed. corporate greed. It so really annoyed me. It's like, how do you side with either company when they're both pieces of shit? I think, well, <laughs> like, I mean, at the same time, though, like, I feel like I can stand with Sony more because, like, all they're doing is standing their ground. They're not the one that's... Like they altering anything. They're just like, we were fine with the agreement we had. You're trying to change things. We don't want to. Yeah. This benefits us. We don't, we don't want to. Mm-hmm. And based on the contract and who owns the rights and everything, we don't have to. Mm-hmm. We and hold they, all the cards. And they still have Tom Holland. Yeah. Yeah. So, but they won't have access to any other Marvel character. Yeah, no. They're, they're going to just start pulling from... If, if it stays this way, they'll just pull from the Spider-Man because they have rights to all the Spider-Man characters. Uh... Sort of, because there's a lot of overlap from Spider-Man characters. So, like, uh, at D23, they also announced, like, there's a Moon Knight series coming. Moon Knight is very uh, connected to a lot of, like, Spider-Man stuff. Yeah. Actually, so I thought that was interesting. Why don't we, why don't we get into that and get off the Spidey stuff? Okay, The yeah. last thing I just want to say, the fact that, like, a week ago they announced that Deadpool is not going to be PG-13. So I'm just yeah. like, you know what? Fuck you, Disney. You're, like, you're, like, you're giving the middle finger to all your fans right now. Yep, pretty much. I mean, how's Disney gonna put their name on an R-rated movie? I mean, that's the problem. When they having. when they bought Fox, though, they said they would. Yeah, and they should know better. You own Aliens. Yeah, you own they Alien. Own Alien movies. They own Predator. Those are gonna be PG-13 now. You're gonna take the blood out of Alien and Predator. <laughs> well, they should take the movie out of Alien and Predator. They're gonna make they're gonna make the Predator in the next one a female, and she's gonna be the princess of the Predators. Yeah. So she'll be a Disney princess. Oh, that that makes sense. Be fire. I actually am on board with this idea. 
And then you go to Disney World and there's actually like people in a predator costume with like a pink gown. <laughs> that would be fire. You're going to uh just getting I guess also on like money with Disney though. Like they're going to make so much money on Disney Plus. Oh dude, I all I see is more news about it. They're like, "Guess what? Now you get Hulu for free." And now that they just ESPN. announced this, Yep, and National Geographic, and then you have the Disney catalog, Disney Channel's catalog, Marvel, and Star Wars. Yep. It's insane. And The Simpsons. Yeah, and The Simpsons. All The Simpsons. That's awesome. Uh, what? It's, this is crazy. It's also crazy because everyone was like flipping out about like all the Marvel stuff that they, you know, yeah, all Hawkeye, the WandaVision, shows. and they came Falcon. out and announced more. Now, yeah, now they're like, oh, if that was enough. Here you go. Here's like three more Black Panther 2. I mean, we all knew that was coming. Yeah, the the other three though, I was very, I was like, wow, that's actually really cool. Like, yeah. I'm excited so, for the Moon Knight. I was going to say, I like Moon Knight. Inform me and the other Swampies out there about Moon Knight. He's just a cool fucking cat. <laughs> Does he play jazz? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Simple way to explain it that I've seen online and articles and stuff. If you want to know about Moon Knight, he's like if Batman had multiple personality disorder. Oh, that's cool. So. You know how Batman's already unstable? Yeah. Add to that. Nice. But he's he's like lurks the night. He's like a vigilante type. Yeah, yeah. He he's like got dark, like, darker tone. Super strength, agile and stuff. Yeah, like lurks in the shadows, beats up bad guys and stuff like that. He's got really cool weapons. But it's like a lot of like Egyptian lore. Like he got his powers from like some Egyptian god or whatever. So uh, it's just an interesting character. Yeah. And it's not a character that the that Marvel has really touched on yet. I think that was one that like I think a few people threw out there once they were like, oh, they're doing Blade. Maybe they could do like Moon Knight or something like that because yeah. it is darker. But that was one that I, I was kind of like, wow, that's a little off the radar. Like, yeah. honestly, like She-Hulk is also a little bit off the radar, too. Yeah. But you know what? So was Guardians of the Galaxy when they announced that. Everybody yeah. was like, what? Even like comic book fans were like, that? That's what you're making a movie of? And now look how beloved those characters are. Yeah. So, I mean, Marvel knows what they're doing. Marvel Studios knows what they're doing. Yeah, this Spider-Man news is such a bummer. And it's funny because at D23, Spider-Man's like on the posters for the Marvel stuff. Mm-hmm. So people are like taking pictures of it going like, well, because the news dropped like literally the day before D23. Yeah. So like, it's just really bad timing for everything. What do you, what do you think of Miss Marvel? I'm totally down with that. Yeah. Very cool. It is weird that we're going to have Miss Marvel and Captain Marvel in the same universe. I was going to say, you think they're, they're going to tie in the two in? Because I think they have like a relationship in some way in the comics, don't they? Or no? I don't know. I'm sure they do. Everybody, Everybody's met everybody in the comics. Yeah. But the power sets are wildly different. She's similar to Mr. Fantastic, right? Yeah. She yeah. like stretched and like ch- changed like the size of herself. She's basically Lady Mr. Fantastic. Okay. I'm but- sure there's a lot of other things, the caveats to her character that I am leaving out but I'm just simplifying it because if we want to really talk about Marvel we'll be here all day yeah but yeah no a lot to be excited for and uh, they announced a lot of also like really cool things at D23 uh, not yeah. just that they showed like a few posters to Onward and stuff like that yep. um, the new Black Widow poster looks really cool and we get our first look at Taskmaster and Red Guardian yeah David, David Harbour yeah because he was kind of like being coy about it when they did the San Diego Comic Con announcements like he didn't really explain who his character was but then to put him in costume and full blown like on the poster I thought it was pretty cool mm-hmm. and that'll be interesting to see I love that poster it is and it looks different from every other Marvel poster so mm-hmm. far because you they've been using a template for these Marvel posters they all look the same when they come out yeah and then this one actually looks different and 
pretty cool. There's also a poster for the Falcon Winter Soldier show. It looks pretty cool. I didn't see that yet. Yeah, that, that one I just saw like earlier today. Like somebody like leaked it. It's not cool. even like the official poster for it. It's a picture somebody took of a poster at D23. Oh, yeah. So it's pretty cool. Nice. Yeah, I'm ex- I'm really excited for that show. I'm just excited for Disney Plus. When the- that was oh. announced maybe like a year and a half ago, I was like... I ain't paying for another like subscription. Like fuck that noise. Well, like here's some here's some news for you. Just announced today. You can pay for the whole year up front at a discount. It's like seventy bucks for the whole year instead of paying the like whatever twelve dollars a month. So it's basically like half off. Yeah. It's like you can spend one hundred and forty by paying each month, or you can spend seventy bucks. If you commit and you buy two years, third years free. It averages out to four dollars a month. That includes everything we already talked about and Hulu. So good. It's so fucking crazy. Yeah. So, yeah, your boy's getting fucking three years of it just right out the gate. That's what I'm going to (laughs) do. Because for the price of what one year would be if you just paid monthly, you can get three years. Yeah. You'd be paid for. You wouldn't have to worry about it for three years. That's the entirety of phase four. You would have it already paid for all of phase four. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. That's some shit, bro. Nice. That's some shit. So Disney Plus, if you want to sponsor our show, because (laughs) we're clearly getting you a lot of business. We're just talking shit about Disney. (laughs) Yeah, that's true. We're all over the place. It's hard for us to pick a side in anything. No, with the Spider-Man stuff, I'm I'm more on Sony's side. But I mean, it's it's hard to uh, deny the fact that there's a lot to be excited about with what Disney's doing. Yeah, I just... This is the thing. I'm not on Disney's side. I'm on whatever side resolves the issue so that Spider-Man can stay in the MCU. I'm on the side of the fans that want to see him in the MCU. Yeah. The only people who are getting hurt by this are the fans. The fans. Yeah. That's it. So it, it just sucks. So it's not that I want Disney to win. I want to win. I want the fans to win. And the way that's going to happen is that they come to an agreement and Spider-Man comes back into the MCU. Tom Holland did say we love you 3000. I know. Yeah. What a prick. <laughs> Tugging on our heartstrings. Yeah. So yeah. insensitive. But yeah, that's a lot of Marvel talk because you know how we do. Mm-hmm. But I want to get away from the Marvel talk. I want to get away as fast as I can. So uh, I called somebody. I hit them up. They're not from Marvel because Marvel's resident fast man is dead from Age of Ultron. So I actually called the Flash from DC and I called, I called him up. I'm like, hey, bro. We need to get we need to get away from this Marvel stuff as fast as we can. And you're the fastest motherfucker I know. So Flash is outside right now. We're gonna grease up. We're gonna hop on his back. The grease is for the wind resistance. It just makes it so that we can travel faster. And the Flash here, he's gonna take us somewhere so fucking fast. We're gonna get there in like the next half of a millisecond, and that's the place where we're gonna go all the way. To, to the trailer park. <laughs> so what are we talking today? We are talking the next film from, is he acclaimed? Critically acclaimed? I like him and we're critics-ish. So yeah, critically acclaimed. Critically acclaimed for sure. Director <laughs> Taika Waititi. Yeah. Jojo Rabbit. Jojo Rabbit. This is, this is exciting. Actually, this is also flying under people's radar a little bit because, yeah. um, I mentioned this today to someone, and they were like, "What? What? What are you talking about?" And I was like, "The new new Taiko movie, you know." Yeah. And he was like, well, "What is that?" And I was like, "Jojo Rabbit, 
Taika is actually in it. He's playing Hitler. Playing and he's Hitler. Like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, I've seen that. Because I remember seeing like the images of him as Hitler a couple weeks ago, maybe even like a couple months ago. And like, oh, Taika Waititi's making a movie about Hitler. And I'm like, well, that's going to be great. <laughs> and then uh, I saw the trailer when I was going to see The Peanut Butter Falcon. And I was like, oh, shit. I, for- I also forgot about this movie. And it's the first time I learned about who else is in it. Dude, Taika's blowing up right now. Yeah. I mean, he's been around doing stuff for a, a long time. Not like a long, long time, but he's been doing stuff for a while. And he is very consistent in his work. Yeah, that's that's the thing. We were kind of talking about this, uh, texting each other a few nights ago. In my opinion and your opinion, vary a little bit. Yeah. But... I'm still like excited for it, I guess, or at least like definitely going to see it because I just love everything he does. Yeah. But like since Ragnarok, because it's like there's all this news because now he's going to be doing Thor Love and Thunder. He's coming back for that. People are hyped. And then he's also tagged on to do uh, an Akira movie, which Akira is like a really like beloved Japanese anime. Yeah. yeah. And now uh, he's going to be doing that, too. So, like, a lot of people are, like, super excited for all this. But he's getting put on to, like, these really big projects that are getting a lot of hype. I mean, just uh, talking about Disney+, Plus, he's tied to The Mandalorian. Oh, really? Yeah. Very cool. Oh, dude, did you see that trailer, too? Yeah. Fuck, man. That looks <laughs> that looks like the best. That's the... And, and here we are back to Disney. But, like... And I know this is, has nothing to do with the trailer park. But real quick, that is the most excited I've been for a Star Wars thing since hearing about like Force Awakens coming out, mm-hmm. then I saw Force Awakens and I was just like, maybe Star Wars isn't for me anymore. I'm not even going to get into it, but the episode nine trailer, the new one that they just dropped. Oh yeah. Got me very hyped also. Ooh, re- that might have to come back for a trailer park. I know yeah. we've already done that movie, but that was just the teaser, but now it's very different. Mm-hmm. But, but anyways, yeah, I mean, I feel like you're either part of, you either like his humor or you don't. Yeah. Um, because I love like what we do in the shadows and I yeah. love like Flight of the Concords and stuff, but I know a lot of people that that's just not for them. Yeah. For me, Megan, Megan does not vibe with it at all. And I'm just like, you're crazy because this is some of the funniest shit ever. Yeah. No, I, man. But just that, like, that deadpan, like, almost like stupidity and like, mm-hmm. there's, there's just such a, like, a dryness to the humor. Like, yeah, I can see a lot of people not really liking it, but you're stupid. If you, <laughs> I was gonna say, if you look at like his last like feature film like movies that he's worked on, Thor Ragnarok, Hunt for the Wilder People, What We Do in the Dude, Shadows. He's the guy who saved Thor. Yeah, like he made Thor great again. He, man, he's so good. He, yeah, he's so good. You want to get into this? Yes, let's watch it. There you go. Comedy right away. Love it. I love Sam Rockwell. I was just going to say the same thing. It does have Rebel Wilson. Who not, a, not a fan of Rebel Yeah, not Wilson. a fan. She has not had a banner year at all. There's the man himself. Stephen Merchant. I was going to say. Star Joe. I was going to say, are you a big fan of Stephen Merchant being in this? I am. Hey, Jojo, my old friend. Hi, Adolf. What's wrong, little man? <laughs> they call me a this scared is, rabbit. This whole thing is ridiculous. <laughs> Let them say whatever they want. People used to say a lot of nasty things about me. Oh, this guy's a lunatic. Oh, look at that psycho. He's going to get us all killed. <laughs> Already, what a ridiculous portrayal of 
Hitler. Yeah. Just making him seem kind of like a like a goofy, like, hey, buddy, kind of guy. I feel like that might offend people. Oh, it will. Yeah. I think they are conscious of that because they even put, like, right away that it is a uh, satire. Because satire. Yeah. they're like, people don't understand satire anymore. Somehow, everybody forgot what satire is and takes every word you say as literal. But, like... There's a lot of humor in this right out the gate, even going all the way back to the beginning when the text starts showing up. They <laughs> they call him from visionalistical. So instead of like yeah. visionary, visionalistical, visionalistical <laughs> director. director. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so it's like braggadocious, but not. It's like playing off of that thing of just people are like from visionary director Michael Bay. Yeah. But it's just not taking himself too seriously at all which totally makes sense from him because what about him is serious yeah at all i um i'm gonna be more intrigued with this movie i think after another trailer because this is very much a teaser i would say yeah it tells you nothing of the story yeah at all and um i saw this trailer play the other night when i went and saw ready or not actually and when the trailer ended i heard people in the theater be like one person i think said like what is that oh it's gonna be a head scratcher i don't see it being a box office success Probably not. I have a feeling this is not going to hit with everybody, but this looks right up my alley. I love Sam Rockwell. I love Scarlett Johansson. I love Taika Waititi. Like, I am so on board for this movie. Yeah, really good cast. Minus Rebel Wilson. And Stephen Merchant. Like, oh my <laughs> God. Like, I love Stephen Merchant too. Like, his small parts in Fighting With My Family are like some of my Favorite. favorites from yeah. that movie. Yeah. I mean, you had... You had texting me you're like oh man what you see that looks so good and i was like i'm not really feeling it like again i'm assuming it's just the teaser trailer and they're not showing you much but like i only got like a couple chuckles here maybe like maybe one maybe two but you know. know what i like that because i feel like a big negative i have for comedies is when they give away too much humor yeah i want to be surprised when i get there no, i i, I know they're going to be hiding things yeah there's definitely humor in this movie that they're not going to want to show you in the trailer and i'm sure there's going to be some pretty controversial scenes in this movie that you probably don't want to put in your trailer anyways and turn people off, off yeah and uh the only like i guess the lack of narrative in the trailer like for me, I'm just kind of like I don't know what this is. Like I, I, it's hard for me to base an opinion on it when I don't know really what it's gonna be. That's kind of how I felt about the Tenet trailer because I'm just like I don't know if I'm. Ex- I mean, I'm excited because it's Christopher Nolan, but like I don't know if it really if I can say anything about it because it doesn't tell you anything. But I'm honestly sold on this just by the team. Yeah, that's that's got to be. I think right now with this, you've got to be on board with just being like it's Taika and this is a great cast. Right. And you just got to have faith in it, I guess. And I feel like Sam Rockwell's an actor who doesn't get a lot of credit. Just he's so good. In general. He he's amazing. To. And he's been around forever, and he's always great and stuff. He's one of my favorite parts of Galaxy Quest. I've never seen Galaxy You've Quest. You've never seen Galaxy Quest? No. Oh, you're a loser. <laughs> you got to watch that movie. I think it's on Netflix. Everybody watch Galaxy Quest. He basically acts alone in Moon. Yeah, he really, he really it, does. Yeah. Well, with him and himself at one point. Yeah. And, and he's incredible in that. He's him. He's at, probably my favorite part of Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. And not that oh, that movie's yeah. like amazing, but he was he's great in it. I mean, a recent movie last year, I thought he was great as George W. Bush or George Bush in, um, in yeah. Vice. Yeah. Like he cracked me up in that. And 
He's so good. He's always he's just always good and stuff. Confessions of a Dangerous Mind, I really love. Like, Three billboards outside of Missouri. Yeah, he's dude, great he just kills it. But I feel like he flies under a lot of people's radars. Like he doesn't stand out like a whatever Brad Pitt or Ben Affleck or some other actor with first name starting with letter B. <laughs> <laughs> Bob Odenkirk. There you go. Brie Larson. <laughs> yep. Oh, <laughs> I haven't done that in a while. I was gonna say it's a long time. Yeah. You have anything else on this? Like I said, I no. I feel it doesn't tell you a lot, so there's not a lot to talk about. That's why I'm pretty much only gassing up the cast. Yeah, <laughs> on it because I'm just like, look at all these people. I love it. I think though, if you're listening to this and you haven't seen anything about it, go check out the trailer and then maybe watch one of his movies other than Thor Ragnarok because I oh, think yeah. this is probably going to be more in tune with like oh what we do in the shadows or something like that. Um, yeah, I guess in the sense of the humor, what we do in the shadows well, is very weird because. It's like documentary style. Yeah, it is. But I, I think mean, there's still a narrative to the movie. But like, I think the humor though is going to be the yeah, same, and like, it's going to be kind of like that. But this looks almost more like tongue in cheek, whereas I feel like what we do in the shadows is a, is very dry. Yeah, it is very dry. There's a few parts that are more like tongue in cheek, like the one part where Jermaine his heads on the cat. Okay. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Okay. I take it back. <laughs> also, just watch that movie because it's great. Yeah, it is a great movie. Yeah. It's also a show now. I know. I finally got to see it. Yeah. I haven't watched any of it. I just know it's a show. It's really good. Is it? Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm digging I'm, it. I'm sure it's good because he, he did such a good job with Flight of the Conqueror. Oh, it took forever to get to Hulu, but like they finally started adding episodes on Hulu. Mm-hmm. I'm so happy now. Nice. Yeah. Again, I was just like, let's watch this. And Megan is just not into it. And I'm just like. That's so upsetting. We're getting a divorce. <laughs> you can have custody. No. Just give me what we do in the shadows. Yeah, I just need my show. <laughs> All right, man. You want to you get out of this trailer park? We've been in here forever. Yeah, let's get the fuck out of here. All right. All right. So we are talking ready or not. Based on the critically acclaimed game, Hide and Seek. <laughs> like critically acclaimed game. Yeah. <laughs> But, High praise uh, for this game. We did a trailer park on this. Yes, I think we, did. we were both um, surprised that it wasn't Margot Robbie or Emma Stone. Yes, we were. <laughs> but we, um, I think we were both looking forward to it. Like, cautiously optimistic, maybe, is the right word. That's perfect way to describe it, because yeah. we've learned our lesson. Don't get too excited for any movie. Exactly. You will be let down. I think it looked like a fun, exactly. kind of silly movie, mm-hmm. almost. And I, I think the only way that it wasn't going to be at least like decent is if it didn't realize what it should be. Yeah. And I think it hits the, the mark there. Yeah. But before we get too into that, I've got a game for us to play. Yay! And it's a game that I like to call Game for this episode. <laughs> I don't have a name for it. <laughs> oh, okay. But I'll tell you the rules. Basically, I'm going to name you board games. Okay. And you tell me if they've either made a movie for it or if a movie is coming out about it. Oh, or ba- based on it. Based on it. Yes. So it might not have the exact name of a board game, but it might be based on it. Correct. Got you. Mm-hmm. I feel like I'm going to do really well in this. I think you will too. Yeah. But there's a few that I was like, oh shit. Oh no. Yeah. Oh God. <laughs> now, real quick question. Yeah. The movie starring Eddie Murphy and Martin Lawrence, uh, it's called Life, but it's about them serving a life sentence in prison. Does that count because there's a board game named Life? No. Fuck. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to fail. That does not count. It has to be based on, on the, the board game. game. Got yeah. you. So let's get into it. Do it. Got 10 questions. Okay. Monopoly. Oh, God. I'm going to say yes. 
That is true. Yes. So is that, that mo- coming soon? That movie's in development. Lionsgate is working on it. And I just thought the 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 premise of it, like the synopsis, a Scottish a Scottish terrier, a top hat, and a <laughs> bag of gold coins are going on a trip to the boardwalk. I'm gonna read this verbatim for you. All right. Boy from Baltic Ave uses chance Jesus. and community in a quest to make fortune. Fuck you. He uses chance and community. <laughs> what does that mean? I don't know. <laughs> I was like, what? I like that he's from. So he's supposed to be. He's from, from one of the spaces. But Baltic Avenue is one of like the first spaces. So basically, it's like a rags to riches story. Yeah. And he's going to make it to the boardwalk <laughs> and go to Coney Island. <laughs> That's stupid. And I guarantee you, as the credits roll, it's going to play the song like down by the boardwalk. Something like, yeah. Something all dumb. right, good job. You're just, off to, off just to like start. crawl started or ended with see you later, alligator. Oh, jeez. Oh, <laughs> Number two, all right, Battleship. Yes. Yep. Okay. Yeah. One, I, I know that was a movie. That one. That one. That one's on the nose. That's the classic. Sin at thirty three percent. The nice. sci fi classic starring Rihanna. <laughs> nice. All right, Jenga. Unchained. Is it true or is it false? Oh, you're not gonna tell me. I'm gonna say true. It's false. Ah, but I will say this. Do that in there. I have in my notes. If this was real, it would be Jenga Unchained. Nice. <laughs> uh, there's actually though two short films based on Jenga. Based on Jenga, but I wasn't oh, gonna man. count short films. Like no, feature films. Got you. Coincidentally, they're both from Sweden. People in Sweden love Jenga. Oh, okay, good for you guys. Candyland. Speaking of Jenga Unchained. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. True. Yeah. You are correct. Nice. I'm three for four, so, baby. So, fun fact about this one. There is a 2005 animated movie called Candyland, The Great Lollipop Adventure. Wow. That being said, there is a movie currently in production about Candyland starring Adam Sandler. <laughs> shop a doo <laughs> Yeah. So, basically, Adam Sandler was like, I want to do a movie where I can eat a bunch of candy. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Probably going to be animated because he loves doing the animated stuff because you can just show up to work in your fucking pajamas. Yep. good you're you're on a roll i'm crushing it twister now there is a movie called twister there is but is there a movie called twister or about the board game twister i'm gonna say no no there isn't ah yes (laughs) i'm crushing it some believe though that the 1996 film about the heroic dodge ram was actually about twister so it kind of is i think i remember that one scene when the they're in the truck and then it's getting sucked up into the tornado and he's like, right hand red, <laughs> left foot green. I'm I'm glad you picked that. Not a lot of people. Yeah. That's a little known fact. Yeah. Yeah, man. <laughs> hey, we have a movie podcast. We're basically professionals. Hungry, hungry hippos. Now I did see the clumps. But I'm gonna say false. That is true. Oh, no. <laughs> Animated movie, yeah. Okay. Is it, that in development? It's in development, and coincidentally, it's the same studio that's making Monopoly. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> so they're just like, oh, let's make board game this movies. This is just like Milton Bradley Studios. Yeah. They're going to make a board game verse. Verse, yeah. It's a board game of verse. Ants in my pants. <laughs> We've talked about this before. Clue. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, I know that. 1985. I love Clue. I love that movie. With Tim Curry? Yeah. Yeah. So good. I'm going to go home and sleep with my wife. <laughs> love that. This one, I did just for you. Okay. Warhammer. What the fuck is that? Oh, wait. Is that not the game? What was the game that you showed me with all the miniatures? I thought that was Warhammer. Mage Knights? Oh, Mage Knights. Okay, never mind. Fuck me then. Oh. Warhammer. 
I didn't know that's a game. I'm going to say yes. It is true. I thought you were going to be like, whoa, really? It's called Ultramarines, a Warhammer 40,000 movie. (laughs) Okay. It's at 39%. Oh, it already exists? Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, two more. All right. I think you've only gotten two wrong. Mr. Bucket. No. (laughs) No, it's not. All right. (laughs) Mr. Bucket is not. It would just be a movie of somebody putting their balls in his mouth. I was going to say, that theme song, though, I told Brianna about that. Mr. Bucket put the balls in my mouth. It's it's Mr. Bucket, you put your balls in my top. Mr. Bucket, out of my mouth, they will pop. (laughs) That's awesome. (laughs) Jeez, no one in the room was like... Can you turn hey. around while I just spank it real quick to that? <laughs> you feel like fucking and the last one, mouth. the last one, don't break the ice. <gasps> there was a movie this year that was about this. Arctic break- breakthrough. <laughs> <laughs> Isn't that based on a true story too? <laughs> Jeez, um, that was such a good one. <laughs> I'm gonna say false. It is false. Damn, you went eighty percent. Good job. Whoop whoop. Yep. Yeah, yeah I crushed it. A few of those, though, like Candyland with Adam yeah, Sandler, I was like, oh, That's going to be rough. That's going to be like Pixels level yeah. BS. Yeah. Yikes. Yeah. Good, job, good job, man. Yeah, man. I had a feeling that this would be a fairly easy one because just some board games, I'm like, how's that going to be? Like, what would the Mr. Bucket movie really be? A horror movie. It would be a horror yeah, movie. Oh, be. speaking of which, there's uh, the Banana Splits horror movie is out now. Not in theaters. It's like straight to DVD. But I yeah. almost, I almost rented it today because I'm like, I need to watch this movie. Do you know about Banana Splits? No. It was like a kids' TV show from like way back in the day, like the 70s or maybe the 60s. Don't quote me on that. I'm, I confidently say I think it was the 70s. But it's these like big characters that are like, there's like a dog and a fucking a bear and like it's these they're humans in these suits and stuff but it was a kid's show mm-hmm. and it, the theme song's like la 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 oh I know that la, song la, la, yeah la 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 they play in kick ass one banana two banana three banana four mm-hmm. yeah so it's the banana splits movie it's a horror movie the banana splits have been irrelevant this whole time and they're pissed off about it so they go on a murdering spree <laughs> But okay, it, it okay. is the characters like, and it's a full. It just says "Banana Splits the Movie," and it's one of the characters. He's got like a bloody axe on the cover, and I want to see it so bad. Damn, I want like so. Whoever has the rights to this was just like, "Fuck it." Yeah, just fine, do it. Yeah. So uh, that's really cool. I might even have to check that out. So yeah, ready or not, this movie has a great cast: Margot Robbie. <laughs> yup. <laughs> It's funny, though, because you showed me that article where basically Samara Weaving was like, I don't care if you think that. Yeah, apparently I'm not the only one. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. She's just like, I'm okay if people see the movie thinking that I'm Margot Robbie. She's like, I'm fine with that as long as they see the movie. Yeah. (laughs) They'll figure it out once they get there. She's like, I don't give a shit. She's like, I'm friends with Margot. Like, I got no problem with her. Like, she's like, I'm she's gorgeous. So I don't mind. (laughs) Yeah. They they really look they look a lot. It's kind of crazy. And they're both Australian. I was going to say the same thing. They're both Australian. She's uh, the niece of Hugo Weaving. Really? Yeah. I didn't even know. I didn't put that together. Yeah. She's the niece of Hugo Weaving and like really like Hugo Weaving. So I'm yeah. like, all right, Samara, you're good in my book. Yeah. I mean, d- dude was in the Matrix trilogy. He was in the Lord of the Rings trilogy and he's in the MCU. So like, yeah. come on. <laughs> but also everybody in Lord of the Rings is in the MCU. There's a lot of people in the MCU from that. Almost everybody. <laughs> Almost every character. Matt Bettinelli. He is the director on this. Uh, actually, there's two. It's him and Tyler Gillett, but they've both worked on the same stuff. Man, um, we've been doing a lot of movies with double directors. Double directors, yeah. 
VHS southbound, uh, southbound coincidentally, maybe it's not coincidence because yeah. the same, but the there's masks that look very similar to the masks the uh, the family wears in this. Oh, really? In that movie, yeah. Okay. And then the writer uh, Guy Busick, he's only really worked on Urge, which is a full length movie, but yeah. And then Ryan Murphy, um, Minutes Past Midnight, which literally I think was just like a straight to DVD movie. It's got no like actual rating. <laughs> so, okay. I mean, like not a lot of like clout behind that. Yeah, but. It's kind of good though, clean slate. Yeah, it it is a clean slate, and I th- I would say that's kind of similar for the cast also. I mean, there's people in this movie that I actually really like. Samara Weaving, we we've joked already that she looks like Mar- Margot Robbie, but she was in a movie that I know you really liked, the Babysitter. The Babysitter, yeah, yeah. I, I really like that one. And she was also in Three Billboards, uh, which came out two years ago. Adam Brody plays uh, Daniel Le Demos. Which I think Ladomas, Le- Le- Ladomas, but he's I, supposed to be like the dumbass. Dumb yeah, yeah. I, I think that's a funny last name. I think that was intentional. I think but he so was too. in a movie that we talked about uh, this year. He was in Shazam. Oh, he plays the superhero version of uh, the the boy, his friend. Oh wow, okay, yeah. I didn't know that. But he's been in a lot of things like Mr. and Mrs. Smith. He was hmm. in. You ever see uh, Thank You for Smoking? Yeah, yeah, he's in that. So and then he got his big break. Who could forget when he he played male number one in the ring? That was nice. Great. <laughs> now, was he a letter or was he just a guy? What kind of male are we talking? <laughs> he was a letter. <laughs> yeah. I'm playing this letter. It was a big, like... Don't watch that video. You will die. <laughs> it was a big, like, prosthetic suit from, like, a Guillermo del Toro movie. Yeah. <laughs> it's an envelope. Mark O'Brien. Uh, he plays Alex. He was in Bad Times in the El Royale. We just talked about that. He's yep. He was in Arrival. We both love that movie. Yep. Henry Zerny plays Tony Ledomas. Ledomas. Uh, I mean, he's been in a lot, but I think people probably know him most from Mission Impossible, I'm assuming. Okay. And I mean, there's there's a bunch of other people, but I would yeah, say those are your main four that, yeah. that are in this movie. The writing, the directing, not like a lot to get you excited about. And I would say kind of the same for the cast, but I actually really like the acting on the movie. Like, Yeah. Especially, I, think, I think everybody plays their part. Really well. I was gonna say, uh, especially Samara Weaving. Like, oh, I was. She was great. Yeah, I was. I was watching this, and I was like, she's gonna be in more, and people probably won't be making the Margot Robbie joke like eventually because yeah, she's really good in this. She's very funny. Yeah. Like as I'm saying that, I'm like, that almost sounded condescending. Like I don't mean it to be like, wow, she's funny for a girl. Like she's just like legitimately funny, and she's really funny in uh, the Babysitter, mm-hmm. and both of them deal with like the occult and like Satanism, which I think is weird. So I'm like, <laughs> I'm pretty sure she digs on Satan because now this is the second time she's been in a movie that revolving around a Satanist cult. So I guess spoiler alert for this movie, but I'm pretty sure they lay that out for you in the trailer. See, I didn't think that. I didn't know anything about that. Oh, really? Yeah. I got that vibe immediately from the trailer because like the robes and stuff and like the you're just another sacrifice line. I'm just like, oh, they're like Satanists. Yeah, I, I, I didn't even put that together. I like the movie does more than just being like, well, we're just crazy Satanists. Like it's better than that. But between the fact that she is funny, she clearly loves Satan <laughs> and she's a total babe. I think I'm in love with her. <laughs> And she's related to Hugo. <laughs> yeah, so like Hugo Weaving will now be my my new daddy. <laughs> getting a little ahead of yourself. <laughs> I'm pretty sure we're getting married. <laughs> well, it's, well, maybe like 20 minutes ago you said you're getting a divorce. Now you're yeah, getting and now I know my next wife. You're, you're definitely rebounding. <laughs> maybe, but hey, for a rebound, not bad. Oh. Hollywood actress. That was great. And she's 
she's a total smoke show. <laughs> so yeah, no, she she's great in this, and I'm really looking forward to seeing what she does next because now, yeah. like now, she's on my radar. Oh, for sure. Because mm-hmm. I mean, when we did the trailer park, we were kind of like, I don't really know a lot. Like, I only knew the one film from her. Now I'm just like, if she's in another movie, as long as the movie looks decent. I'm all about it. Yeah. Like I want I want to see what she does next. And it's funny because like we made the comparison to Margaret Robbie and looks, but when you look at like the movies they're doing, like they're just so different. Yeah. <laughs> they are really so different. wildly different. The movies that Samara Weaving is doing, like, they're fun. Like they just look fun. Yeah. And this movie is fun. Yeah, in some ways, I mean, with the exception of three billboards, they seem more like. Well, okay, yeah, that's yeah, a good like, point. <laughs> I was, well, I was gonna say though, they seem nothing more, fun about that movie. No, they seem more like fun B movies, kind of. Yeah, mm-hmm. but knowingly B movies. Yeah, no, which is important. Mm-hmm. No, it definitely is not a shit movie because it takes itself too seriously, but just like campy, funny, yeah, goodness. Mm-hmm. Adam Brody, I liked a lot in this too. He plays the alcoholic brother. Yeah, he's but great. But he he was one of my favorite parts of the movie. Yeah, definitely. I think his character has like a probably the most interesting journey or he's, story. He's got the most going on internally, I think, during the whole thing. Yeah, he acts the shit out of it. Yeah, like he sells it really well. Mm-hmm. Like his struggle and his turmoil, and it starts with like that. F- that opening scene with like the flashback to when they were younger, which is something we talked about in the trailer park too. Yeah. I'm, I'm glad that that stuff was answered. Like, cause questions we had in our trailer park were like almost immediately answered by the movie itself. Cause we were talking about like, why are they so bad at this? They don't know how to use weapons. Cause like, if they do this all the time, like why is this so difficult for them? Yeah. And then to learn that they don't do it all the time, because I think our assumption was like, it's tradition. We always play a game. You assume from watching the trailer, like they must do this exact initiation to everybody who comes into the family. Yeah. But there's only one unlucky card. Yeah. Cause one of them is just like, Oh, I got backgammon. So like all they did was play back old maid and what? Yeah. yeah. Old maid and stuff. But then if you pull hide and seek, it's a manhunt. And they're like, and when they're talking about it, they're just like, I don't know. We haven't had to do this in like 30 years. Yeah. Or like 20 years or something it's, like that. It's surprising but. that like the movie, like when you watch the trailer, you could poke so many holes at it. Yeah. But then when you watch the movie, they address all of them. Which and they is all, and they all like make cool. sense. Yeah. yeah. Because, and I like the way they do it too. They don't like rush into it. Like, you just go along with the ride, and then by the end of the movie, you're like, yeah, it makes sense. Yeah, I, I get it. Even the finale, which is batshit crazy, oh. you're like, it makes sense. Oh, man. <laughs> we'll, we will get there. Yeah. We will get there. We got to build up to that, <laughs> because you can't just spring that on people out of nowhere. No, but but you know what I'm saying, though. Like, yeah. everything throughout the movie, they find a reason. They justify everything. There's not a lot of things in the movie that feel out of nowhere. My only issue with the movie or not my only, but there's a, my biggest issue with the movie is something that feels out of nowhere when most of the movie feels pretty airtight for something as absurd as this. Yeah. You want to just start getting into little little bits and stuff? Yeah, sure. Like, right out the gate, like, it's like the family's whole thing is, like, they've made their wealth off of board games. Mm-hmm. I really liked that all the games were, like, based around the occult and, like, the devil, basically. <laughs> I knew immediately because, like, they keep talking about, like, Mr. Mr. LaBelle Le- or yeah. whatever. Mr. LaBeal. Mm-hmm. And then it's, like, Mr. LaBeal's Gamut is, like, one of the first games that the family ever made. And it's got, like, a picture of the devil or whatever. Right away, I was, like, LaBeal, Beelzebub. Like, it's the devil. Yeah. I'm like, I knew immediately. I was just, like... 
oh, they made a pact with the devil. They don't actually tell you that until like way later in the movie. I didn't know that. See, like, I guess it's 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 your knowledge of the devil. <laughs> I do love Satan. So there are some things that I picked up like right away, or I was just like, oh, Labiel, that's the devil. I, I guarantee you, it's they made a pact with the, their family made a pact with the devil, and that's why they're doing all this. See, I think that most people probably won't pick that up. We're going to get to it. I have a feeling that my reaction to the end was much more surprised. Like I was way more surprised than you were. Okay. We'll, we'll get into well, it. We'll but, see. We'll yeah. see. Cause I was very surprised by the end. I was oh, like, good. Oh shit. Nice. <laughs> this is crazy. But I, I really liked that little attention to detail. Another detail I noticed because they're a board game. Like they call it a dominion. They make a joke about that. Like we prefer dominion. Yeah. And that's like one of the biggest board games right now. Yeah. Oh, I didn't even think about that. Dominion's huge right now. Oh, okay. Well, what do I know? You're the board game guy on the show. But one of the people who married into the family, the the guy who's trying to mess with the crossbow, he's also very funny in this. I loved him in this. His name so good. is Fitch Bradley. Yep. Do you think that's supposed to be like a thing? Like he's part of the Milton Bradley oh, board game family? Like a good catch. Maybe, yeah. I have a feeling that that has to be intentional that they gave him the last name Bradley when you're making a movie based around a board Board game game empire. empire. Yeah, (laughs) like, I have a feeling it's kind of like a thing where it's like, you know, back in the day, it's like, my daughter will marry your son and our kingdoms will become one type thing. (laughs) One day Hasbro. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) But I, I picked that up. I was like, I bet you that's supposed to kind of be like tongue-in-cheek yeah, yeah like kind of pointing at that it's just like oh well they do board games so just make his last name bradley like milton bradley i like that that's just like a little thing i picked up mm-hmm. that's cool two things that i guess i wasn't expecting actually no i'm gonna say just one because one i was kind of assuming but one thing that i wasn't expecting i wasn't expecting this movie to be so funny yeah it was really funny yeah and from a lot of characters i i assume there would be humor and from the trailers, it looked like they were being self-aware with it. Yeah. I just didn't think I would laugh this much at it. Like, there's, like, yeah. a few characters that really had me, like, laughing. Like, what we were just talking about, Fitch. Yep. His character was so funny. And I liked his wife is the daughter of the Lodomus, yeah. like, empire. Uh, I really, really liked funny her. too, yeah. She was so funny. And then, like, that later reveal, like, she's just, like, doing drugs, like, the whole, the whole time. time. The whole... It's funny, the more messed up she gets on drugs the bigger weapons they give her. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and, it keeps, and she like kills like every maid. Right, but yeah. <laughs> and I was just, at one point I just wrote down like these poor maids. <laughs> yeah. Because they all die the worst deaths in the whole it's, movie. Yeah. I like that running joke too. Like, I love when the the last maid gets crushed by the dumbwaiter. Yeah. Because it's so <laughs> slow and the whole time because it was an accident. The whole time Samara Weaving's like, oh, oh, fuck, I'm so sorry. Like, fuck. Like, and then she's just like, like gargling blood. There is so much blood in this movie. It I is thought, so I was, gory. I was going to say, uh, I have that written down. I was going to mention it later, but they just throw buckets of blood on everything. It is, it is. If you do not like gore, probably don't see this movie. And because, you wouldn't ex- expect it almost. Yeah, no, you wouldn't because like it does. It looks like it's going to be like a manhunt, but like. Considering it's like nine people against one, I feel like I didn't expect it to be like super bloody. Like I expected violence. They show violence in the trailer. Yeah. But I didn't expect it to be like this level. It gets uh, insane. Yeah. Just a few of the people I thought were very funny. The dad and the mom cracked me up also. Yeah. The dad, whenever he has his like temper tantrums and just oh, so good. dying at those. And the mom went with the battle axe just every time she yeah. was 
that killed me too. This old lady with this huge fucking medieval. Oh, the axe. ant. You're talking about the ant. The ant. Right? Yeah, yeah, that's how I meant. Yeah. Or like when she first pops up when they go upstairs. Um, you know, the couple just got married. And then she's just like waiting in the shadows, and they're just like, "What the fuck?" Yeah, <laughs> he's just like, "Yep, that's my aunt. She's uh got boundary issues." When when, when the <laughs> one maid though gets shot in the mouth with the arrow, which they show in the trailer. Yeah, when the <laughs> when the aunt comes up and just decapitates her, basically, yeah. me and Ryan were like, "Oh shit!" I loved all of the ex- the extensions of the scenes that they showed in the trailers. They did a really good job of. Because in the trailers, we were, I was just kind of like, they're showing a lot of deaths in this trailer. Mm-hmm. like So there's got to be stuff that they're hiding. But like the extensions of those scenes are like priceless. Yeah. Like, yeah. Even though I knew those deaths were coming, like what they added it, within the, the parameters of the rest of the scene made it all worth it. And I still actually was able to enjoy the stuff I already saw in the trailer, which is something I called out on Good Boys. Is that trailer actually ruined a lot of the humor in this. For this... The trailer didn't ruin any of the humor. Even watching the same shit that I saw in the trailer, I was still enjoying it. Yeah, because I think the stuff that they should, like you said, it looks like they show you a lot of things in the trailer. And then you find but, out they didn't show you shit. Yeah, but like even the things that they did show you, there's things afterwards or before that enhance them that yeah. make it better. And then honestly, the things that stick with me, like the moments that have stuck with me, weren't in the trailer. Yeah, and they, that's probably same. why. Like, there's a few parts. Um, I guess I'll just say one of them right now. One of them we're gonna have to wait till later to talk about. But the so one, she, one like when she's climbing out of that pit. Oh, that was really cool. And but like the way, like that was that's probably the most I've cringed at something this year with the yeah. nail and stuff like that. Like, yeah, because I knew it was gonna ooh. happen. Yeah, bad. Yikes! Right through her hand. Ooh. Yeah, <laughs> she already got shot, and when she punched oh, that kid in the face so everybody awesome. in my theater lost it yeah everyone was like oh my god <laughs> yeah because you don't expect to see like a seven-year-old get knocked the fuck out yeah like <laughs> that was surprising yeah same thing i forgot that about so that it was good. surprising yeah man there were a lot of surprises in this movie where i was just like this movie fucking delivers it it, it really does deliver it it definitely depends on your sensibilities because if you're not into this kind of movie you're not going to like it like you have to definitely find humor in the absurd and the gory and stuff like yeah. that. You got to have a kind of twisted mind, which yeah. I do. So I liked it. Yeah. If, if you don't like that, then you're probably not going to like it. Or if it's, it's just like you're in some ways tone deaf and you don't really get like that kind of humor. Yeah. And you're, and you think that the movie's taking itself seriously. You're also not going to enjoy this. Like right. you definitely have to enjoy that, you know, niche market, I guess. Yeah. It had a lot of elements that did kind of feel like Clue in the sense of the humor, just because like Clue the movie is more like a whodunit. Yeah. But just the just this whole thing of like being in this big mansion and like traversing these like hidden hallways and stuff, and just there's just some element about it that just felt kind of tongue in cheek in the way that the humor is in Clue, and that's another movie that centers around death that makes light of everything. Well, I think, you know, I think also just talking about like the house and like the clue aspect to it and stuff like that. We kind of mentioned this in the trailer park, but it all takes place at, at the house, at the mansion or the estate or whatever you want to call it. But yeah. they, but there's a lot of different rooms and different looking rooms and stuff like that. Yeah. They also get you in different environments, like kind of like sewer areas and like the forest and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And where it doesn't ever get boring. Like it doesn't ever feel right. like you're trapped in she goes out to the stables and stuff, yeah, stables. which I think I talked about in the trailer park. I'm like, it's a big estate. There's probably like a pool house or something else that they'll probably go into. And mm-hmm. sure enough, 
I mean, it was it was a goat stable yeah. because they sacrifice goats when they're not killing humans. Yeah, didn't even think about that either. Mm-hmm. Man, because because they don't they don't always pull that hide and seek card, but they have to they have to offer something probably frequently enough so that they don't get fucking geeked out like yeah. murdered. <laughs> so they sacrifice goats. Good call. That's Good why call. they have that that pit down there too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, didn't even think about that. Mm-hmm. You want to talk about like her character? Besides the fact that she like did a great job acting in this movie, uh, I really liked her character yeah. because she's just a badass character. Yes, you can you can sympathize with her because it's it's a fucked up situation and it's crazy and like and sh- she just plays it very real. But she also doesn't do the horror movie trope of making all of the wrong decisions and finding yourself in the worst case scenario. Mm-hmm. She does things right, just stuff goes wrong. Yeah. When her husband finds her and is just like, just go through the kitchen, I'm going to go to the security room and unlock the doors. She doesn't know her way around, so she just goes through the wrong door, and then she gets sent off course and everything. So, like, it's not that she is, like, some stupid character in a horror movie, because that's typical, that they always just make the dumbest move, and then everyone's like, oh, you're an idiot. Why would you do that? She makes smart decisions. It's just there's, like, ten people chasing her, and she's one person. Yeah. And she's locked in a mansion. So, like, there's not really, like, much she can do. There's, like, numerous moments, though. Where, like, she gets the ammo for a gun and she knows how to reload the gun and stuff like yeah. that. And she doesn't do it loudly. Like, she does it, like, if, yeah, if that was real ammunition, sweet. she would have just destroyed that guy. Right. She To survive, she doesn't have a problem hitting, like, a kid and stuff like that. Yeah. Or even, like, fight or flight, she, like, basically cuts herself open. Like, there's a oh, bunch yeah, of... yeah, like, when she's pushing through the fence and yeah. everything. Yeah. Like, there's a bunch of parts where, like... I think a lesser character. She just keeps fighting. The she whole just keeps time. fighting. Yeah, she, she stays fighting. Yeah. every time. So her character, I loved. I thought she was a really cool character. Yeah, and again, it wasn't like the thing where it's like it's to draw attention to it. Really, I mean, there's a few jokes and stuff like that, but really, it was here's a character. She's a badass. Yep. And like by the end of the movie, all the char- people in the family are like, "What the fuck?" Yeah, <laughs> like, they're like, "How are you doing this? Yeah. Like, this is <laughs> bullshit. Like, how? How?" And that's like when the dad's freaking out early on. She's like, "How does this keep happening? She's a little twig. Like, why are why are we dying? Yeah. Like, this is bullshit." And they're just like, "You need to like step outside for a minute. Yeah. <laughs> like, you need to relax." I love this freak out. Me and Ryan were laughing at that yeah. pretty hard. One negative i do have on the movie and it's kind of a big one for me oh the third act of the movie i don't like how some characters are very inconsistent uh like which characters mainly the two brothers okay so the whole movie it seemed like they were trying to give the audience like a few like surprises but they felt very uncharacteristic yes so the whole movie her husband Trying is, to get her is out. trying to get her out. He's trying to get her out. He's trying to escape this room to get her out. And then basically, like, once they have her captured, he's just like, eh, fuck it. Yeah. Like, and then he just goes evil for like no reason. That- well, sort of. All right. I think his shift is a little bit jarring, but I think the way that they're trying to justify it is he just watched his wife murder his mother because that's what happens. He finally gets downstairs. And it's as she is smashing in his mother's skull with the uh, Mr. Labile's box. Yeah. So I think that's supposed to be the thing that kind of switches it. for. Yeah, exactly. I think that's how they're trying to justify it. It is sudden and it is, I, I don't think it's strong enough. 
Yeah, because that it seemed way out of the blue. And for me, I didn't even think about that. To me, it seemed more so like he was just like, I don't want anything to happen to me, so I'm just going to do this. But the whole movie, right. he's basically like, I don't believe in that shit. Like, yeah, like, fuck, they're all they're all crazy. He says, like, throughout the whole movie, like that he doesn't really like his family. Right. So, like, that felt way out of, like, the blue. And then also, even as much as I liked him, the other brother, the alcoholic one. Yeah. He's kind of all over the place also. But he's also alcoholic. Yeah. So you can kind of write off his, I'm playing devil's advocate because I've already mentioned I love Satan. But, yeah, I, I think I agree with you. The actions are a little bit, they become, like, a little bit sloppy the way. He's like, very reasoning. Erratic. Right. But. Then you can, I guess, if they're in the writing room, they'd be like, "Well, this is doesn't feel like right," and they'll be like, "Well, I mean, he's drunk the whole movie, so I feel like they'll like you could just it would have been way more concise if you just left it consistent one way." Oh, definitely. Like th- this felt like they were trying to be a little smart or like be like, "They're trying to be a surprise." Yeah. yeah, this is gonna be a surprise, but like it didn't feel like a surprise. It felt more like a like a plot hole or like like loose ends kind of in a yeah. way because like. He changes like course like a few different times. Like yeah, he does. In in the beginning of the movie, in like one room, he like corners her and he's like, "I don't want to do that" because they establish that he's got like a crush on her, kind of. They're, well, they're kind of like you. He always gives you the eyes or whatever, and then he's like, "I don't want to kill you, so I'm gonna give you ten seconds to get out of the room." Basically, no. See, I took a different thing from this. I think his whole his whole thing is set up from the beginning of the movie. That's the flashback when they were kids, because he hides his brother in that armoire. But he witnesses them murder the aunt's husband. Okay. But he's shielding the brother. The brother who's who Samara Weaving marries in the movie. So that's why he drinks because he's horrified by that memory and yeah. stuff. And he even mentions he's like, I've thought about that like every day of my life. And yeah. It's, it's why he drinks. And stuff. That makes sense. I think he doesn't want to see that happen to anybody. But especially because he loves his brother so much and he protects his brother that he doesn't want to do that to his brother's wife. And she even mentions, she's like, you know, he will never forgive you if you do this to me. Mm -hmm. So I didn't really see it as much as he's doing it for her as he is doing it for his brother who he has always protected and because he has protected him, has suffered and became an alcoholic and stuff, and has just lived with the horror that he witnessed on that night that they show you in the flashback twenty years ago. That that all makes sense. It also just doesn't make sense to me why he'll do that, but then later on he'll hand her over to the father. Yeah, stuff like that. He'll hand her over, and then minutes later, try and help her out. Well, I think the whole thing is that he knows that they are on top of him too. Because he tries to help his brother, but then his dad shows up, and then he plays it off. He's like, well, I distracted him for you, didn't I? Because the dad's like, well, whose team are you on? Yeah. So I think the whole thing is supposed to be like... He's trying to toe the line. Yeah, he's playing both sides because he has to. Because it's like, well, this is my family, but he's also my family. But like, he's conflicted the whole time. So like, when he is helping his brother, he has to play it off for his father. Like, no, 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 I'm on your team. Yeah, it and just, nobody can pin him down because he's drunk all the time. So it's like no one can really get a read on him because he's just shut off from everybody. I guess so. It seemed like though when he grabbed her from out of the woods with the car and stuff, it seemed like he almost went out of his way. Like he's the one that's there to get her. Why did he have to do that? Maybe it, he was already out there because he's he says I came out here to get away from all of this stuff, and then you guys just crash yourself into my peace and quiet. But then. After he knocks her out with the gun and everything, 
then he acknowledges that his dad is there and he's just like, you knew I was here. He's like, yeah, I can hear you coming like a mile away. <laughs> so I, I feel like that was even a moment where he was just like, I have to capture her now because he's going to see that I'm letting her go and then he's going to kill me. Okay. You do agree though that it is a little sloppy. It is. I think they're leaving a lot of stuff up for you to figure out for your own, but not in like a smart and fully intentional way. I just think that they were being very assuming. Okay. You know, so like I totally understand where you're coming from. I was just filling in blanks for them because thinking those same questions and just being like, Oh, well, he's just trying to cover his own ass. Because there's like, there's leaving things open ended for people to debate done smartly, like in like us this year or something like that. But right. then in this case, it just seems like it's not so much to debate. It's more just so like, we're talking about this because this seems sloppy. <laughs> like, exactly. Yeah. Like it would have been something that I feel like you could have explained a little bit better that turmoil with like one extra scene where it is just him. Maybe even if, if it is just his character and his mother or -hmm. his character and his father having a conversation, even if it isn't fully open and him explaining his intent, but just seeing the conflict in him more, like maybe there's something you could have done that would have played into that more so that not having that fully explained in those other scenes that we're talking about, you would understand his position. Mm -hmm. It also doesn't help that all of his changes and his brother changes all happened in the last 15 minutes of the movie. Like it's like, right. It's it, all of a sudden yeah. instead of it being spread out and gradual. Mm-hmm. You want to get into the climax though? Yes. <laughs> because oh my God. So <laughs> dude, I'll just say this, the way that they play this scene out, I was not expecting that. Yeah. And for a hot second, the way it was, cause first I'm like, Oh, okay, this is going to happen. And then they kind of change it up. And in the moment I was like, Oh, you know what this is going to be? They're going to like, basically be like, make like a joke about religion or something like that, where they're like, none of this shit is real. We've been killing people this whole time for nothing. Like what the fuck are we doing? Like, that's what yeah. I thought they were going to do. And then you just get the most over the top violence. I've seen yep. all year probably. But, all right. So also it's just funny because the reveal of it, cause like the whole thing is they're supposed to kill her by dawn. Yeah. But then the aunt is like, it's too late. Cause she, Margot Robbie like moves out of the way when they're bringing down the knife and they're all like, Hey, I'll say, and they're about to sacrifice her, but she like jerks. Cause they don't have her chained down anymore. Cause they destroyed the room with the, uh, with the altar and stuff. They were going to be sacrificed to. And, uh, they miss her. So then the aunt's like, Oh no, we're too late. And opens the curtain and the sun comes in and the whole family's like, <sighs> like, ah, like they're vampires, vampires even though they're yeah. not vampires, but they're just like, ah, cause they think they're going to, like explode or catch fire or something. Mm-hmm. And then nothing happens. And they're just like, what? And then like the Fitch Bradley is like, I knew it. I knew it was bullshit. I knew it wasn't fucking real. There's no pact with the devil. There's none of this devil shit. Like it's all bullshit. I fucking knew it. And like the, the theater was just like, my theater was having a really good laugh at that. They're just like, because of the dads also just like, are you serious? Like, yeah, like, like everything I knew was a lie. Like they're, they're like almost more upset that they didn't die. Well, it's funny because, because it means all of their life is bullshit. Yeah. Like that's what I think that scene does a really good job as sort of like subverting your expectations very quickly. Yeah. Cause I think what happens is kind of what you'd expect. Maybe not to that degree, but that's kind of what you'd expect. But in yeah. the moment you flip flop, you're like, yeah, that makes sense. Oh, shit. <laughs> oh, yeah. Because uh, here comes the big spoiler. Yeah. They're like, well, I guess the, I guess all of that stuff about like, well, if we don't sacrifice somebody, we all die. I guess none of that's real. But now 
what do we do with this woman we've been chasing and trying to murder this whole time? Because obviously you can't just let her leave. Yeah. And then the ant's just like, the bride must die. And as she's coming at her with this battle axe, she just explodes <laughs> and like blood and guts spread <laughs> everywhere. <laughs> and then everyone's like, oh, fuck. And then one by one, the family just starts exploding. My favorite, though, is, is when... It, is it the kids? Yes. Yeah. The, the daughter... And the two young kids go running. She's like screaming. She's like, ah, we gotta get out of there. And she's like, I believed her the whole time and whatever. And she runs out and they don't show them explode. It's just like she walks out of out of frame into the hall and then blood, like three separate pops are heard. And then like blood just shoots back into, <laughs> into the, the room, room and like all over the wall. So cool. <laughs> That, I that was also like again I was like loving it. I, think, I loved it. <laughs> I think people like you talk about people not expecting a kid to get clocked. I don't think people were gonna expecting two little children to explode. I know <laughs> it is so cool. Yeah. Oh my god. My yeah. And same thing. My theater was loving this. Everyone was just like, oh my god. Like yeah. people were like losing their minds. And then yeah, like her husband is basically just like I'm like sorry, like at pleading the end with her. pleading with her, and then he explodes, and it gets yeah. all over her. Like by the end of the oh, movie, they she's sh- drenched she's in just, blood. She's just red. Yeah, there's so much blood, and that part's funny too because after he explodes, she's like, like lick it, because like gets in her mouth, and she's yeah. like, like trying to like lick it off her lip and like wiping it with her hands. She's just like, ugh, like about it, like oh, there's blood in my mouth type <laughs> thing. <laughs> And then, like, the most ridiculous thing is that, like, because nobody sits in the chair. Like, there's this, this empty chair, and they're like, oh, that's, like, LaBelle's chair or whatever. So, like, yeah. nobody sits there. And then, like, there's a fireplace behind it, and this big puff of flame comes oh, out of the fireplace. About that. Yeah. And there's just, like, an image of, like, the devil in the flames. He just kind of, like, salutes her a little bit, like, yeah. just, like, a little hand wave. <laughs> and she's just, like, staring, and she's like no shit <laughs> and like that's it <laughs> she's just like okay the devil <laughs> yeah just at that point it's just like whatever when yeah because yeah by the time you have an entire family explode in front of you <laughs> of course they're gonna be like and the devil in the fireplace like, yeah. <laughs> like so i was like that is some next level payoff like i wouldn't say it's on the same scale at all but that had a similar feeling to me as like and crowd reaction as Once Upon a Time in Hollywood when just all of a sudden it's like, whoa, all of these people are dying. And I think it had to do with just the surprise amount of gore yeah. that just goes down all of a sudden and just the over the top nature of the of the actions. It's just I really loved the ending of this movie. I was going to say not on the same level, yeah, but not at but all, but similar in effect, I guess, if that makes yes. sense. No, that's, yeah. that's perfect. I couldn't have thought of a better way to end the, this movie. Yeah. Like, cause that, I think while you're watching the movie, you're like, Oh, how's she going to get out of this? How's this going to end? And like you envision other things like her killing certain people or, oh. or getting away. One of the best parts about the scene of everybody exploding she is cracking up laughing the whole time. Yeah, she like, is. Like as they're exploding, she is dying. Like she's just laughing so hard. Yeah. It just goes back to how much like I really liked her character, but also just her portrayal of the character. Like I bought it. I bought it yeah. completely. Now I have a question for you. Yes. She's married into the family. Yeah. Now that she's the only person left in the family and she has played the game, does mm-hmm. she need to play the game now? No. You don't think so? I think I was just wondering because I mean, guess technically she could. Just she get took a divorce. off. She well, that's the last thing she says, and that's because you notice he was the her husband was the last one to blow up, mm-hmm. 
And he didn't blow up until she took off the ring and said, I want a divorce. And then he immediately exploded. Mm -hmm. So I think it was, I think they were kind of playing it to a thing. It was like, it's like, well, your sacrifice survived. And she said she doesn't want to be a part of the family. So she's spared. And now you're dead too. (laughs) So I think, I think it was like a conscious thing of the devil sitting there watching this play out and seeing like what she does. And then that's why when the flame pops out, he's just kind of like show of respect. He's like, all right, you, you did it. Good job. You're free. You're free to go. Like you don't have to deal with any of this anymore. Type thing. Yeah. Now he now he has nobody to play a game with. Yeah. And then the whole mansion burns down, which is something yeah. that they said in like they're like, well, we can't just not play the game. You remember what happened to that family? Like I thought they died in a fire. Mm-hmm. He's like, no. You wish. You wish that's how they died. You don't know the whole story. Mm-hmm. And then the exact same thing here. So like, it's probably gonna go down as like, oh, the family died in a fire. Yeah. But really. They just all <laughs> spontaneously combusted. combusted. <laughs> Fucking cool. They did some smart things with that, where like they planted seeds really early on in the movie that paid off big in the end. So I think um the the trope or whatever you want to call it of turning board games or child games into movies right now or kids toys like yeah a lot of them you look at them and you're like, that's fucking stupid. Like, why are you doing that? Yeah. And, and saying that, oh, they're going to make a movie about hide and seek. You're like, that's dumb. But like, this movie's actually very smart. Yeah. For, for the, with that concept, like way smarter than I think you would expect and probably smarter than it deserves. Honestly. Yeah, dude, this was a, this was a shocker to me, just how much I enjoyed it. Like yeah. I thought going into it that it would be fun, but I wasn't expecting the film that we got. And I mean that in like the most positive way. Mm hmm. Do you, so. do you have anything else that you really want to uh, hit on this guy? or No, th- I mean, I guess the only other thing, it's kind of a negative, but there's just a few things where it's like we need the plot to keep going. So something like, like I didn't really like the OnStar thing where like the people are like, oh, your car's reported stolen. Like we're just yeah. shutting it. Like none of that I really liked. Like That was weak to me because they're just like, one, how did that guy report it stolen so fast if he was just like knocked out or something? Yeah. And then... As soon as he gets back, he catches up to her. Then he drives her back in that car. So how is he able to? I thought the same thing. Unreport it stolen. Yeah. Immediately. There's a few things. Be like in, J.K. I found it. Yeah. There's a few things in the movie that feel like, what are we gonna do? We need the plot to keep going on. Yeah. But we don't want to end this yet. So it's like to keep it moving. Yeah. Like th- that. That bothered me a little. Easy bit. way. Easy way out. But it's also a movie that isn't taking itself too seriously so maybe they don't have to explain that stuff to you you know what i mean yeah i mean i, I would have preferred them to have yeah i get it um <laughs> so it, it still annoyed me but it's that's not the focus i guess you know like like right. you said I had, I had a really fun time watching the movie that, those few things i know a few people like nitpick the shit out of small things and it ruins the whole movie for them which is stupid yeah these things didn't ruin the whole movie for them they were just things that i noticed that i disliked yeah so i feel you yeah, you want to get into Tomato Tomato? You got anything? No, I, I just want to hear what these uh, critics had to say, and I want to hear what the audience had to say. All right, Tomato. The critics are bringing this in at an 88%. That's B- high. B plus, yeah. Yeah, B plus. Tomato, the audience is bringing it in at a 81. B minus. B plus wow, wow, wow. to B minus. What you got for me? I'm going to go Tomato. Uh, My grade might surprise you a little bit. What are you going? I'm going to A minus. Oh, nice. Wow. Yeah, I had a really good time mm-hmm. watching this movie. And I know that's a lame thing that we, we talk about. Like, that's like such a horrible way to review a movie. Like, it was fun. But <laughs> I think it over delivered on my expectations. I laughed a lot. I really liked the characters. And 
I liked that it's based around like the occult. I like stuff like that. That just that just hits for me. And I think I've seen so many movies this year that I enjoyed and then the ending just didn't feel like a good payoff for me and it brings the grade down. This did the exact opposite. I think it ended perfectly. I I was surprised by it and it was just a really good time for me at the theater. I also I texted you. I was like, this is probably the best double feature I ever had because I saw this and then I immediately went in to see the peanut butter Falcon and I'm giving them, they're both a grades for me. Awesome. I mean, one's an a plus and this is uh, yeah. a minus, but it just overall, I, it was just like a really good time. That, that was a great day. <laughs> it sounds, I actually saw these movies a day apart, but yeah. Yeah. Dude, good been movie on a hot streak of watching good movies and it feels weird. Yeah, you know what's fun? I was telling. I feel like I need to watch like little. <laughs> well, I was, well, I was gonna <laughs> say I, I watched a, a streak of good movies too because I've seen like decent to very good. Yeah, I've seen this Peanut Butter Falcon. The Mustang was pretty good. I watched Apollo Eleven, and then like I was like, man, I'm on a hot streak. Better go watch Sex Tuplets. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like, <laughs> I need to knock so, myself down a peg or two. two. Yeah, I am also going tomato. Okay. And I'm having trouble picking this, but I think I'm going to go B. Okay. Yeah. I was on the cusp of a B plus or a B. Yeah. I really liked it. It, it could be a B plus. That could change, but I think right now I'm safe at a B. Okay. It's a B movie, so like, so like I want to give it a B. Yeah, I get it. <laughs> I think I'm following. <laughs> <laughs> if you guys don't know what we're talking about, go back and listen to our Dead Don't, Dead Die. don't Die episode. Yeah. But yeah. Where um, I torture Colin for 15 minutes. <laughs> I, uh... I definitely liked it a lot, and yeah. it it, it over delivered. I think because we were we were like cautiously optimistic. Yep. But I think a lot of the things that I was kind of like scoffing at in the trailer, they answer for you. It's a little bit smarter. There's just like convenient plot devices and some character actions that don't really make sense that yeah. just knocked it down for me. And I think those exact same things brought the grade down for me. They just didn't weigh as heavily on me because I enjoyed the other parts so much more mm-hmm. that I forgave them easier. But it's fun because like they're the like what you said is the exact same thing that brought it down. It just didn't bring it down enough because I loved so much more about it. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I might have just felt more passionately about the things that I liked. That you liked, yeah, yeah. And like one thing that like I guess like I would have liked a little bit more. Not to say that it wasn't, but when the movie was trying to be serious, I wish I felt more like tension. Because I didn't really feel much tension. I think that maybe that's because yeah. it's so funny. I felt a little. I felt the tension when she was climbing out of the. That's probably the only time that I was like, like really like, like stressed a little bit about it. Yeah. But like the, most of the movie, I think it's it's light enough where like I didn't really feel the danger. Like if that makes sense. Like I was kind of just like we're on this fun ride right now. You know what I mean? Yeah. Which is. Which is fine for me. That may have been the tone they were going for. Yeah, I exactly. Just, I just felt like I. I think that's something that you have to do. Because if you look at Crawl, there's good tension in there. Mm-hmm. And we were kind of surprised to see that. But that movie does take itself more seriously. For sure, yeah. So when you choose to lean into the campy kind of silliness in a horror context or thriller context, you are sacrificing some of that tension because your movie itself is not built on a foundation of like suspense. Yeah. So I didn't mind that I didn't get a lot of that tension, but I did still, I still felt, I felt for the character. So I was still okay, even if I wasn't like totally like 
on the edge of my seat, like, what's she going to do next? But, like, I was excited to see what happened next because I knew it was going to be, like, ridiculous. Yeah. Like, once you're cutting a maid in half and a dumbwaiter, I'm just like, <laughs> you can do whatever you want for the rest of this movie. I, yeah, I guess. I mean, they, they kind of did. They kind of yeah. They kind of just said we don't give a fuck. Yeah, which I'm all about. Yeah, man. We've had, what is this? Four, five movies in a row where we, I would say four in a row where we've been pleased. Yeah, I think so. Like, we've just been having a lot of fun. And it's crazy because I would have suspected that from the Summer Cram. Mm -hmm. Summer Cram was fucking brutal. (laughs) It was bad. And then now we're watching movies that we wouldn't necessarily suspect to be the best. And we're just like, this is fucking great. It hasn't been a perfect run for us, though, in like those last five, because it's like we were a little bit disjointed. Like, I think we enjoyed scary stories to tell in the dark, but it wasn't like... Amazing. Like it didn't blow our dicks off. Yeah, no, we it I, was I passable think, and enjoyable, but it's not going to stay with us forever. And I don't think either of us are going to buy it. No, I would totally buy Ready or Not. I would buy Ready or Not, and I'm definitely buying Peanut, Peanut Butter, Butter Falcon. Falcon. I think I might buy Good Boys. I don't know. Yeah, possibly. And then, uh, I, I mean, mean, we Hobbs had Hobbs and Shaw. We're not. Yeah, yeah. But I still had fun for it. And then just before that was Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Yeah, Once Upon it's, a Time in Hollywood was. It, Real high for me. Yeah, which I guess Hobbs and Shaw and Once Upon a Time, those were Summer Cram, but it's the, the last two of the Summer Cram, and now we're just hitting a hot streak. Yeah. I don't even know what, what episode's coming next, it, but... It's the oh. next one. Yeah. Oh, man, and we're hearing a lot of positive things, but you know what I'm worried about? Hearing positive and negative, though. That's the thing. I'm hearing a lot of the reviews about like what you were saying. I don't know if that was this episode or the last episode, where it's like, Bill Hader's great. Bill Hader's amazing. There's a lot more people in that movie than just Bill Hader. Yeah. So what is everybody else doing? Because if, if they're highlighting one actor, that's almost telling me, like, uh, well, Bill Hader was really good. Yeah. And it's almost like saying, but, like, everybody else was kind of weak. The, the kind of, the common theme that I'm hearing, and it's something that I don't really give a shit about, but a lot of people are like, it's long. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, yes, it is. It's, I mean, it's we've, a long movie, but that's fine. How many movies we've watched? And the other thing that I think people are are getting on it, they're like, it's a little too like, it's like overly ambitious. Okay, but like, I mean, it's a sequel. Well, also like, and it's the closure of the story. Like, they're 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 finishing half of a story to a chode of a book. Like, it's a huge book. Yeah, and thick I'm, two C's. Also, also like, I feel like this is how most people feel. The child aspect of it is probably the much stronger aspect of the story itself of the story. Yeah. yeah. And the original TV movie. And and then yeah. the parts when there are adults and stuff, there's a lot more things that are um, crazy, m- more, more crazy. <laughs> like over I was over gonna, the top. I was going to say more over the top than the first, which is kind of hard to do, but there's yeah. a lot more things like the turtle stuff and like the, the spider and all that. Like yeah. there's a lot of things that are kind of ridiculous. So the, they're juggling a lot of things. So I could see it being, there's also something endearing about watching the children go through it. Whereas yeah. maybe it's harder to sympathize with adults. Cause it's just like, you're a grown ass man. Yeah. Like handle your shit. It's a fucking clown. I can, I can understand why things are, but if like, I also keep seeing people say, like, it's a really good follow-up to the first one, and the first one was really good. Like, yeah. as long as this one doesn't suck, I'm probably going to be very happy with it. I'm looking forward to it, again, with caution. We got to walk into every movie with caution. Yeah. Unless it's, like, Endgame, I think we went in, and we're like, this is going to be the best movie ever. And then I walked out, and I was like, that's the best movie ever. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, I got exactly what I wanted. I actually got more than what I wanted. I walked into Endgame being like, 
please don't disappoint me. <laughs> like, yeah. My life will fall apart. <laughs> oh my God. It's so, did, it over delivered on every fucking level, but this is not a Marvel episode. Well, it kind of was. Well, every, <laughs> yeah, that's true. Every episode we do is essentially a Marvel episode, but yeah, man, fucking good stuff. So we want to keep bringing you guys good episodes, but we also want to bring you just good reviews. Cause you know, we're out of summer cram. We're not doing two episodes a week anymore. But we are still seeing a ton of movies, so we got all of our written reviews coming out now. I actually just wrote a bunch and just like threw them all up in like one day. I was just like, let me write a couple of reviews real quick. So you can go to our website, twodudesmoviereviews.com. Check out the written reviews from myself, Colin, and some outside contributors. We also have our social media on there, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook. And you could also go to like Apple, Spotify, all that shit. But if you go to Apple, leave us a fucking five star review, you dirty swampies. <laughs> <laughs> and you can get yourself some free swag. We'd really appreciate it. <laughs> Listen, we love and respect you guys, you fucking swampy fucks. We just want you to go and leave us some good reviews, five stars, and then get yourself some t shirts and some stickers and. I don't know, maybe like a beach towel or a mug or something. We haven't figured out what we're going to put in it, but you're going to get a bunch of stuff. If you want to see the type of stuff you can win, you can still go to that same website, todosmoviereviews.com, and go to our online shop. Yeah, maybe if you win, you can pick it out. Probably not, though. Probably not, but (laughs) you could at least tell us what size you wear so that I don't give you an extra large if you're a medium. Yeah. Which I definitely did to the last winner. Yep. (laughs) (laughs) You get what you get with that first one. It was a learning curve. Yeah. But we are almost there to our goal, so we just want you guys to know about that. Hit that up, and feel free to hit us up on any of that social media we're uh, we're posting. We want to know your guys' opinions on the tomato tomatoes and stuff. That stuff's always up there. Andy, now you could reach out to us on that website, too, through the contact. Yep. Go to contact. You can email us directly. Um, We'd like to hear from you. Yeah. You can tell us we suck. You can tell us you love us. You can tell us, hey, we don't appreciate you calling us swampies. (laughs) And Uh, we'll change it to something else, like a scabby. (laughs) Oh, I like that, you fucking scabbies. Yeah, so I like Swampy. It's become, I like Swampy. It's become too. like a it's a new thing on its own. Yeah. Also from our Dead Don't Die episode, right? I think. I think that was I th- when it started. Yeah, it was, I don't know. It's hard to was keep it track. that or was it crawl? It was one or the other. I think it was. I think it was. I think we Dead were. Don't Die, we already though. had Swampies by the time we got to crawl. Yeah, I think it was Dead Don't Die. Yeah, so that's that's twice now that episode has come up in in this one. So I guess go listen to that episode. Actually, go listen to a bunch. Of, you know what I was listening to today? Because <laughs> I. I was editing the Good Boys episode where I put a little bonus track at the end. And I was thinking about other episodes where I did that. And I listened back to our insanity at the end of the Aladdin episode where <laughs> we're say, just the best one. doing Whole New World. And uh, that's just a joy to listen to. So if you guys just want to have a good laugh, listen to our intro to the Aladdin episode and then go all the way to like the last five minutes of the Aladdin episode and just listen to us fucking ad lib on whole new world because uh you should just listen to everything because we are funny we do a lot of funny things we're the best story is really good oh all right randy newman (laughs) just go back to the beginning listen to our first episode that was like over two hours long and we had no format and no fun games (laughs) that's what i was gonna say if you really want to get if you want to if you want to have the good time maybe skip the first like five episodes yeah although i think spider-verse is good 
Spider Verse is good. You know what? The one thing I just, I just noticed like sound quality stuff on it. I because I've gone, oh yeah, the sound quality has well improved since you know, then. We haven't been doing this that long, but I've gone back and listened to those episodes, and I'm like, damn, we were so bad back then, oh, dude. <laughs> we were like, kids. It's like we were six kids ago. back then. Uh, yeah, <laughs> not even a full year. Yeah, but. A lot of improvements, and we're going to keep getting better for you guys. Yeah, we do have a lot of cool ideas for, yeah. for the upcoming months so, and the future. So. so you guys stay posted out there, and until then, I want you to suck it, you swampies and scabbies. 